2: Middlecoff! Hey, hey!
3: Hey, welcome to another Haberman and Middlecoff. Podcast. I'm Guy Haberman, with me is John Middlecoff. We are streaming on YouTube, where you can subscribe, like the video, send it to your haters, send it to your lovers, you and also check out the podcast down there.
4: Like, listen to the twos.
3: We just got done recording a mailbag for eh, probably weekend or early next week. And we had some really good questions in it. And we thought, let's um, why don't we just throw out another pod? We're, we're on a roll. We're on a heater right now. We're on a hot streak. We're like Rory in the um, first round of the Open Championship. How about Rory didn't get – did you see the coverage that It was like Rory and then some bad luck when he broke his ankle leading up to the buildup. To what would have been his defense of the Open Championship? And Chambly or one of the other guys, this like two days ago was like, I don't think it was bad luck. He was playing rugby with his friends.
4: Like that's his fault. It's not bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You probably, you know, it's like uh how pro sports, you know, basketball, football teams, like in their contract, you're not allowed to ski and do certain things. Like, you know, I when you're playing and just rattling off majors left and right, you know, playing rugby, you know, probably not the best idea, you know, like Dustin Johnson, you know, having, doing weird orgies with friends and then randomly falling down the stairs questionably when you are the heavy favorite to win the masters three years ago, a little weird, you know, <laughs> people to me, bad luck. You know, I don't even know. It's still a little weird. You know, they, they've scrubbed all the evidence of the tiger trash, but, That's something a little bit probably shouldn't have been going that fast. But as L.A. people said, that is a that's a that's a scary place. People get going fast. It's a hard turn. We're that area.
3: Probably three days ago on YouTube, I saw this video that was Tiger Woods tips from the pros. And it was Tiger playing golf with David Spade.
4: He did that two days before day before.
3: The day and before, the thing the thing comes up on the screen. This was shot the day before Tiger was in a car accident. Tiger Woods and his people have graciously allowed us to air it, and it's Tiger out there with David Spade.
4: Was that when he's in like that red and black TW cart? Yeah, did you watch any of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I watch it. <laughs> I watched to, like, the one
3: Spade the- handicap fantastic, and Spade <laughs> has like some neck and back problems. Clearly, him and Tiger kind of connected on that because spade tees a ball up and he like has to get down on his hands and knees just to tee it up he's like i got a bad neck tiger's like i feel you spade drives it like 175 tiger's like that's perfect right in
4: the middle (laughs) actually ended up with a par i i watched the day before that because he stayed after riv to shoot with david spade and dwayne wade Oh yeah, Dwayne's pretty good. I think and they're Dwayne. Two, so they're two individual. Okay, I got it now. Honestly, might have been the same day. One might have been the morning. One might have been you're the probably afternoon. Right? Because same thing came up on the screen. So, you know he did this before. He gave our permission to do it. Dwayne. They're also talk basketball and they get in like Steph Curry debates and then they're eating like hot dogs, and like after nine sitting there just bullshitting. I mean they're at some sweet course. And Dwayne goes talking about some of his injuries, like, you know, my, my, Tiger, my knee, it hurt so bad last year, I couldn't even walk down the stairs. And then it pans the Tiger and he just goes, Yeah, I've been there, bro. <laughs> like, dead serious. Like, he just talks like all these injuries that Dwayne was talking about. He has the same ones. Yet one guy plays NBA. So after watching that, I went to YouTube to watch peak Dwayne Wade highlights. He's just flying, dunking on people, hitting the ground. I mean, he was just. One of the more fearless players in like NBA history, and him and Tiger have the same injuries—fucked up knees and backs and elbows—and they could relate over it. One okay. guy tried to dunk over breeze? everyone; oh. the other guy swung a golf club
3: so violently, though. When you see some of these clips, like I've been watching this week of the Open of old Tiger clips, and he is just killing the ball, killing it.
4: He he was struggling today. He won four fourteen though four hundred and fourteen yards got some run i think bryson hit us did you tell me a six iron 350 yards or something 311 that was in a practice round did he do something like that today he's pretty good i mean he's yeah he was keep an eye on the big fella from clovis california got him top 10 right i actually i took a hundred dollars i put 70 on him to top five that pays like over a thousand dollars i put 30 on him to win guy it was a hundred to one i was just like do I think he's gonna win? I don't know, but this value this is last year he was like 18 to 1 I, every mean, I remember that. I don't think he he still tries really hard. All these people mailing him in for live, like there were clips at the last live event of like, you know, it's live and he got paid, but same old Bryce it was him hitting balls after he played. Like, he's he ain't mailing in his career. No. People think DJ was mailing his career. He shot four hundred a day. He just plays well relaxed. <laughs> he does.
3: Uh, Noah on the stream says, got to give it to him. Even when they're out of actual things to talk about, they always find rando topics pretty seamlessly. actually have a couple actual. I mean, you're telling me, John, that, that Noah, you're telling me that, that this is not a real topic? In the Washington Post, in a feature on Newsbreaker, Adam Schefter, who's been on this show once or twice? Once for sure. This is what was written. Uh, Schefter spent $16,000 one year on chocolate, sending it to sources and coworkers and others. Quote, I have relationships with people. It's not all transactional, said Schefter. The gifts he added are a business expense that he writes off
4: on his taxes. Sherry's Berry still owes us like $3,500.
3: Sherry's Berry's, uh, they were connected to a flower shop, right? Which What was their Pro
4: Flower? Berries, berries went under, and uh, they, one eight hundred flowers bought all their assets, but didn't buy their debt, and we were part of, of the
3: debt. Sorry, pro flowers, we would happily take you on. One eight hundred flowers, we don't want to hear from you.
4: No, screw you, unless you know for well, the right number. <laughs> Mother's Day, we're in. <laughs> yeah, Halloween flowers. I here here is my ultimate take. I saw a lot of big jays. Florio and Schefter hate each other. Some inside scoop. They they don't like each other. Florio did a breakdown, like an eight part breakdown of the article, (laughs) like all the main points of like, it was supposed to be a puff piece, things that were said. Uh, It was an easy way for me to take in the article, knowing he has a bias, but get the main points. But I had seen that, but there were some other things in there about just, again, different probably media people really enjoy. I don't know the casual fan gives a shit. I think some journos were offended might have been the wrong word, but kind of looked down upon this, where I said, like, th- how do you think business is done? Like he's looked in down the, upon what? Like getting presents for people that he's in doing oh. journalism with. Yeah. I you know, I think like the athletic crew is like, That's not how you do this. Oh. That's not how we do it. It's like, well, yeah, I make ten million dollars a year and everyone gives me their information. So yeah, I take care of them. As people yeah. that sent wine to the 49ers, you know, I mean, yeah, that's we're, right. we're, we also should to be journalists. No, but I think a lot of people that claim to be journalists, are they really in modern day? I think that I don't know. I think, but for the ones that are that
3: really are like, I I defend those people.
4: How many of those are left? I don't know. I, don't I know. think it's a smaller, smaller percentage. Yeah, Which, I mean, is, I think is, would you consider of, Schefter one?
3: Uh, again, I think it's hard to define anybody in anything. I would say yes, but I would say that. You know, there used to be a lot of like if you worked for a newspaper back in the heyday, there were rules about it. you couldn't accept anything of value, depending on your newspaper might have different rules. But you can't accept a gift worth more than 10 bucks. Like I can't accept a dinner. I got to pay for it myself, that kind of thing. Uh, and of course, rules get broken all the time. But, you know, the uh, the news breaking world is a whole other thing, like really the race to break. It's like him versus rap sheet, basically. Right. In the NFL, would you say that's the group? Yeah. Cause I'd I mean, say rap like shoots. other guys break stories, but it feels like that's because this one of the things in the story was one of the bosses at ESPN proclaimed Schefter the head-to-head breaking news champion over Rap Sheet, and Rap Sheet said, Well, actually, you got one detail wrong. I demand a recount.
4: <laughs> like I actually broke that story. Schefter doesn't get that point. Yeah. I I do wonder. A guy that broke news like in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, like through a newspaper, like you just pick up the, you know, LA Times, so and so, the Lakers traded so and so in 1992. But he also probably wrote columns. He did a lot of other things. And he just had, he was just one of the five guys that had sweet information. He got the story and it broke on the newspaper. I think nowadays, like you said, the newsbreakers have become such a big industry that Schefter's job. I mean, his main job, 90% of it, is to break news. Just like Rap Sheet is to break news. Woosh, to break news. Like, that's how they feed their family, by breaking news. A- everything else, they, they really don't need them to do anything else, even though they do, right? They do TV hits. They talk about football. They do other shit or basketball. They are paid to break news.
3: I also right? think when you're a newsbreaker, you should have access to information thats not that you're not able to share so you can give context to other things, right? Like, keep an eye on... X, Y, Z, win horse, a good example. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, why would they do that?
3: (laughs) Um, you know, but there's two types of breaking news. Also, there is, uh, the kind that the GM just gives you and Hey, you'll be the first to know or the agent, whatever. And then there's breaking news. I think the different kind is the kind that nobody wants out, but you have dug the story up. Maybe somebody wants it out, but not the people involved. Right. Yeah. That's something different. Uh, like that's different than with the seventh pick, so and so is getting drafted.
4: One hundred percent. The one thing I don't—I've never met Woj, but it's clear, and obviously I—I I know this for a fact with Adam—is a lot of I would say, none of the elite elite newsbreakers. They get a lot of their information from the agents, so it's all player-driven kind of. Yeah. Right. Where I would say that Adam and Woj. I mean, if you combine every GM and every head coach in the NBA and the NFL, I don't know how they all don't. You know, Woj doesn't have every single one, and Adam doesn't have every single one. And he, and he consistently like has fantastic relationships with like 80% of them. Like, I'm talking, some of these go back 20 years. That's but probably even the newer bad for ones. your
3: career not to have a good relationship with them.
4: Yeah. E- and that's why Adam, it's never felt like a guy that was trying to like execute people through the media where Woj had a career where he, <laughs> you had to be careful. Remember he like he'd, he'd eviscerate humans, which I like that. Like, I think you need some of that. I, I miss that. That's <laughs> what, but that's what I'm saying. Journalism, like remember his journalism when he would like attack people with like in-depth sources. Yeah. W- when does that shit really ever happen anymore? The athletic does it every once in a while. Yeah. That's the best stuff, but it's, it's, it's right? few Can and be far be between getting-
3: it? out there that is coming out anyway is different than that telling a story that people don't want told.
4: I, that's when I read the Baker Mayfield article about him being mad at Stefanski about those Playing guys halo. being mad at him. It just, yeah, the halo thing. Like those are the nuggets. We Yes. again. I probably read less true sports articles than I ever have, but I don't feel those exist as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, maybe
3: they, maybe those people are saying those things on podcasts and it doesn't, it's harder to aggregate that than a. It's hard yeah. to hear all the podcasts. Maybe the written
4: word is just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just happens on
3: podcasts. <laughs> uh, I saw speaking of the written word, so I saw aggregated, honestly, a story that um a guy named Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, wrote because it's leaked out or it's been reported already. I don't remember which. Sean Payton's going to Fox. Actually, Sean has changed his Twitter header to the Fox Sports logo. So Sean Payton's going to Fox for the NFL season this year.
4: Calling games or uh I think studio? It might
3: be studio. Um, I'm not positive on that though. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I'd love from the I, I mean either one. I I'd, I'd love to see him on a game cuz I'd love to hear Sean Payton for 3 hours, but um
4: doesn't job, feel like he's doing games though. I'm with I you. you no,
3: know, it doesn't seem like he is. I agree. Um but so this Barry Jackson reported that Sean Payton's next job whenever it comes and it kind of feels like it's in a year or two. It's going to have two requirements. USC going to have to be a warm weather place and he's going to have to have complete personnel control. So I came up with a list that I will now run by you, Minnesota of six places that I think could fit this bill Two, one of which I've already crossed off for myself, Miami, Dallas, Atlanta, Carolina, Arizona. The chargers are the six that I already crossed off because one thing we know about Sean Payton is he is expensive expensive and one thing we know about the chargers is they are cheap all right so not a match you agree with crossing the chargers off i would cross them
4: off so let's go by the way coming into year 10 he's hired this he's on his third coach i do think though if you were sean payton of all the ones you just listed they would be the one i would be all over if you could just i would be willing to meet you a little bit in the middle knowing how rich when he when he left, it was like you know he's leaving fifteen million on the table. So you just go well. He's been making fifteen million for a while. Like Sean Payton's not going to need the money of his next employer, though. That's not how humans think. But Her- Herbert is dramatically more interesting than everyone you just listed combined. How much less
3: money would you take to coach Justin Herbert and the Chargers?
4: I mean, a couple million bucks. You're rich as Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean the taxes too. I so, would say a lot less money. Uh, yeah. You could win another Super Bowl. In There's also
3: the X factor to Sean Payton, leave and go to TV, whatever. But I'm going to leave them out of it. So, okay, I, the Chargers should be on the list for a certain price. And the, the beauty of Payton is he, you know, he's a GM and a head coach and one. So I guess you could save a few bucks there.
4: Miami, Dallas. Theory, but I could, all, I could also see him going like he'd want a GM, right, to do some of the dirty. Yeah, one. his guy. I know. That's true. You don't actually save money. Uh, Miami, Dallas, Atlanta, Carolina, Arizona. What do you think of that group? I would say Carolina, no chance. They stink. Scott Fitter
3: uh, is in year two there, the GM. <laughs> but the thing that makes them an X-Factor is their owner, it feels like, would do whatever it took. If he could just get me in the room with Sean Payton, I'll pay you whatever it takes.
4: Why would a guy like Sean Payton go somewhere? We'll get at to Jimmy Garoppolo? Age? No quarterback. Yeah. I... That, okay. to me, Carolina and Atlanta, both places with the owner with huge cash, they have no quarterback.
3: Arizona, Cardinals. It would Take them parting with Steve Kime and also they're not known as an or- kind of they're not known as an organization that goes and breaks the bank for personnel.
4: They did just extend those guys, so I mean I, it does feel that even if it gets weird, they got a couple years. Dallas and Miami. Uh, I would say both guys are Mike McCarthy way more than McDaniel. Again, like Sean McD- Sean Payton would have to want to go there. They don't have a quarterback. Does he want to coach Brady for a year and then get a new guy? I think Dallas is going to be I I mean I think we are heavily talking about this by like October 1st for the Cowboys.
3: He's been there, knows Jerry. Their GM is Stephen,
4: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Stephen, Will McVay, you know, combination. I I would imagine in Dallas radio and just the Dallas world and the da- I mean, let's just start Dallas podcast. I need to change my vernacular. I it, unless they are just humming, it is a constant conversation in cowboy land. What do we have to do to get Sean Payton? Cause it's been, what do we have to do to get Lincoln Riley for years? Now he's off the table. Mike McCarthy, I would imagine to a lot of cowboy fans is already dead to a lot of people. Like, I can't take this guy seriously. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they just lost a home game. They got killed in the playoffs.
3: It, it got it, nothing. Have 23 in to seven. It's hard to be in this spot where nothing you do in the regular season matters. Nothing they do this regular season is going to matter. Well, they just had a
4: 12-win team, and it was like they got smoked. And one of the
3: best offenses in the league, or maybe the best offense in the league.
4: Smoked. If it wasn't for a Jimmy pick six, they'd lose that game by 20 points. And the Niners weren't exactly the 7 Patriots on offense. Remember that first drive by Kyle? He just went right down. You're like, oh, are the Cowboys? Do they know what's coming here? It was on TV the other day. I
3: mean, maybe three weeks ago or something. I watched some of that game.
4: How did it get so weird at the end? Because I just remember thinking, like, are the Niners going to lose this game? They shouldn't. It shouldn't have been in that position. But
3: I, It's just the nature of the thing,
4: man. <laughs> Jimmy's pick six gave them life. Yeah. Niners, I just remember early on shoving them around. You are like, God, the Cowboys are not ready for this fight. Remember Randy Gregory like jumping off sides like every other play. Kind of saved them. One of the things that helped save them in the end. They had like eighteen penalties.
3: <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> it'd be good. It'd be you know, honestly, it'd be good for Kellen Moore's career for Sean Payton to become the coach of the Cowboys to leave. No, and then Kellen stay there as Sean Payton's OC. You
4: don't think Sean Payton want to call plays?
3: Oh, he would. But I think it'd be good for Ke- like Kellen. Now, maybe by that time, it'd actually be fine. Kellen would have a good Is
4: Kellen. One of those guys, like he's going to have a 37 year old Dallas Cowboy career. <laughs> <laughs> He'll finally get the job. You can actually years. stay longer if you never become the head coach. Like ultimately, Absolutely. once Jason Garrett became his clock started, like he, he didn't like have, he didn't a have a to run. Yeah, just Chase data, thing- like Chase for 2 million less, you can come here and be the starter.
3: Chase is like, nah. I think I'll make four million a year for the next ten years. Thank you.
4: It's like, hey, Kellen and Josh, they're paying you three, four million dollars to not ever really get take the major heat. You get four million dollars a year, and you're not even the decision maker.
3: It's actually the great thing about calling plays for an offensive head coach is, in the end, the offensive head coach will get blamed for any bad decisions on offense.
4: Yeah, why didn't you overrule them?
3: Because I empower my guys. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have full control of the offense. You know, we do. You know, obviously, Mike has put this thing together, and we like to, you know, do it with within hit the spirit of what he would do. So yeah. he has some yeah, philosophies that I mean, we're all on board. We all believe in it. You know, yeah. Just ask Jerry. Whatever Jerry says, we'll check with Jerry's post game press conference.
4: The problem with the Cowboys is every year their owner like claims like this is Super Bowl team. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is the talentedest team we've had in 25 years. He says that every single year for like decades. Big speaking into existence guy. But it never comes into existence. (laughs) If I was a Cowboy fan, the one thing I would say to everybody, because it would probably get a little old, like, our team's worth a lot. Like, it's kind of what you have. We we rate really high on TV. Like, ultimately, what does that really do to you? It's cool to like know you have a lot of fans and know there's a lot of you, but ultimately, it sucks never like winning playoff games. At least your owner like just constantly keeps you in the mix, like with his quotes, like he's saying shit. It's like, well, we got Jerry, which makes us relevant. I, if you've seen Jerry lately, like he has dramatically aged. I don't. How yeah. much longer you got, Jerry? How old is he? Eighty nine, something like that. No, I think he's like 86. 86? No, I don't even know if he's eighty. Actually, seventy nine. Eighty nine is pretty. I mean, eighty nine is old. <laughs> <laughs> he turned. He turns eighty in October. Okay, that's all right. I feels like there's a big difference between, yeah, 79 and 89. There's a big gap. Because you age hard in your 80s, it feels like, doesn't it? 89 is almost 90. 89 is old. And 90 is a long life. I mean, that's almost a century of of living. When you're like 80, because sometimes I think, like, do I vividly remember the moment at like 16, when I sometimes things come up? Can you imagine being like 80 and thinking like about things that happened when you were like 22, how long ago that was? Like, it's like, does Jerry vividly remember some things that happened when he was at Arkansas in the 60s? You know, it's like, it's night, it's 2022. Like, he's like, yeah, I remember eating that steak sandwich after we got that big win. Like, how do your memories, is there a cutoff? How does that work? Maybe you need to write some things. I think down. you remember. Think about
3: you know. There's stuff that you did t- 15 years ago. You remember, and stuff you did a week ago. You don't. I know, but
4: I'm just saying. It's just that smell reminds me of mom's cooking. You probably just lose some things that you would not want to lose. Yeah. You know, just a lot of one stuff. One the guys,
3: want. I don't. Somebody on TV watching golf today. They we were talking about the Champions Dinner, and they're like, you know, it's just so special. Every year you go, and you know, every year, not every year, but they were like, you know, five years go by and. Some of the people who were there five years ago aren't there anymore. God damn. You have that photo. when you have that photo every year and like people, you know, you add somebody every year theory, unless it's a repeat winner, but you lose people probably faster than you. At some point you start losing people pretty quickly.
4: Well, they, they, I saw they were interviewing Lee Trevino and he's like, you know, what's funny is unless I come here on vacation with my wife The open's not going to be here for another five years, and I'm 82. Wow. So there's a pretty good for 82. He he? looks fantastic for 82. And he was like, let's just be real. There's a probably a good chance I'm not going to be here. And you start thinking, like, it's kind of, you just start acknowledging certain things, like time's not totally on your side, right? Right. A lot of people die in their 70s of just that are healthy older people, let alone like, am I just living till 88? Like, do I have five years left? Do I have four? I I mean, shit, I have some of those thoughts. You know, like you start doing some math. You're like, I'm already 37. Would you want to know? No, I wouldn't either. I'm not a big like surprise present guy. Uh, But I mean, there are some things that you would like to like. There probably are some questions you'd want to know. That is not one.
3: Eric on the stream says an old memory is like a ghost town that the highway just doesn't go to anymore. It's still there. You just can't get to it so easily.
4: Where well, one thing, here's what I would say, the memory. I Damn. would want to know if it's like you die by getting eaten by an alligator or something like you're on a safari. You fall yeah, so you off and the, and, change and, the, the and the tiger eats you. And not Like if you just like safari. heart attack, car accident, things that like I wouldn't that, that, like you drowned when you attempt to surf when you're 58. To try yeah. to be cool. No. That's that'd be a no go for me. What if it's like
3: you find out you're going to get eaten by an alligator on a safari. And so you dedicate your life to not going, you just don't leave the house, but fate still has determined that an alligator eats you. So somehow an alligator has to get into your house and end it.
4: Well, but you guy, live in <laughs> I, I, well, what if one day you did and you just stop, you kind of, you forget about it. You I forget. The, I watched the video on YouTube of the 10 most gruesome alligator human killings (laughs) in in Australia. And one of them was from, like, the 40s. And it was this guy, you know, because they're the outback, right? So some of these guys live close to some of these rivers and the streams, kind of indigenous. Now, this guy was a farmer. And one day, he farms all day, and he's just exhausted. And he gets almost back to his house, and he just, like, takes in the sun. And he was like, I'm just going to sit down and take a nap it's like wife and kid are inside. He wakes up, opens his eyes to the alligator biting down his leg. He starts screaming as the alligator starts taking him back to the river. His wife comes out. This is in the 40s, so they don't even have like, you know, it's like they got guns or anything. She's hitting him with like a, you know, something, you know, plow. It's not working. And the alligator continues to drag him in. And that's all he's at. He was taking a nap on his grass. Alligator got him dead. Wow. That's, uh, no one ever said he
3: went peacefully in his sleep.
4: <laughs> the, the other thing you learn in the alligator videos, because they, they don't chew, right? They just chomp. Mm. They to kill you, they take you down to drown you. Ah, so even when you, if you watch, ever watch the videos that pop up sometimes, I'm sure on the uh, on the uh, algorithm, because I end up on alligators killing like zebras. When they grab the zebra, they take it out to the deeper water and they they take her under, and then they can't. Gotcha. And then they come up and they can just chomp away,
3: <laughs> without fight, without
4: resistance. They, they know they know they're they, yeah. You don't want to get kicked or anything. What's the point?
3: Pedro on the stream says uh, on the stream says guy needs to get some sun asap. You know, I was saying this to John before we started. I am pale, and John is tan, and I'm, but I'm not as white as I don't know. I need a lighting guy. I am not as pale. As, I got a light on me. I am not as pale as I look in this video. I'm pale. I'm not saying I'm not pale, but. Maybe because I'm wearing black, I, I'm, not, I'm not this. I have I don't know what. Maybe the white, the walls white,
4: I, or maybe I just need to come to terms with reality. I don't yeah, know. you you look like a ghost. You are headed down to Southern California this yes. weekend. I I would just make an active effort. Uh, you know, like Rory in the Ryder Cup, he doesn't wear a hat. Just anytime you're out in the sun, I'm just go hatless. <laughs> out of respect,
3: it, I'm playing uh, the uh, Camp Pendleton uh, Marine Marine Golf Course um, on Saturday.
4: Tell the boys I say hi.
3: Yep. Shout out to to uh, Mike Cullen who's taking me out. And, yeah, to me the uh, move, the move. i the move think, might be. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah. well, if I go in the clubhouse, I probably have to take my hat off. Oh, you know, fair,
4: a lot of respect.
3: Don't like even I'm going to end one. up in a foursome with three Marines that served, and then be like, "How about you?" And I'm like, "Well,
4: oh, uh, I didn't get held over
3: in Israel. I like was for in the Air four, Force. Four, tried for to make hours. me serve
4: when I was in Israel, <laughs> and I said no." You should ask to just, and this would be good content. Throw it up on the YouTube page, just like 20 minutes, put you through something out there, and <laughs> like, just have try, to film like it. You know, one of those where you're carrying the, you know, the uh the boat with like six other people, they throw yeah. you in the water. Just, yeah. just say I just need like twenty minutes of it. Just dump me in the deep end to see if I can get out. Yeah, see if this goes viral on, on YouTube.
2: So
3: I wonder they should have that on the golf course. The marine golf course should have some obstacles, you know, that marines like you have to crawl under some barbed wire on one on like the seventh green. Oh, is that the
4: course where Tiger took all the Marines and didn't pay for their cheeseburgers? I don't know, I'll ask. <laughs> remember that they like took like 10 of them out and and then the tab came and he just threw down 20 bucks that wasn't one of that wasn't the tiger book right was that
3: in the armin Catan book
4: it, it was either in the book or it was in like an in-depth uh wright thompson piece on him might have been the book oh yeah it was not the book because it was when he was training and they all kind of looked around and he just throws like 20 dollars for cheeseburgers and diets diet cokes
3: alibi says uh alligators can't see the color white you're safe
4: You follow the Python guy on Instagram? It's always catching pythons in Florida. I don't know. This guy is just always catching pythons in the Everglades. It's just kind of a thankless job, you know. Very difficult to get bit a lot, but he's just he's fearless, you know, because they're invasive species and they kind of mess up the ecosystem. You know, there's just too many of them. I guess it throws off the the natural ecosystem of the animals there yeah, they gotcha. have just they breed really fast and it's just it's like spiders in your house you know they just grow exponentially the moment you even blink it's like they're everywhere ants it feels like they're like that you see one ant there's about a million more coming mm-hmm. what else you got uh not much i i, I do think hey, this is good yeah this is before I think we would have a pretty cool storyline if some of the live guys, I think it would add a lot because Tiger's done add a lot of juice. If it was like Rory, like Scotty Scheffler versus like Bryson Westwood. Indeed. Like, I, I think that would be just a cool, like It'd be like Ryder cup. Yeah. We'll just have, we go and be like JT because JT is, because of some of the stuff he said they need to get. He needs the big day tomorrow. Ian Poulter got booed today on the first test like he's ready to watch some Netflix for eight hours. But what do you think about a lot of the outfits of the
3: of the hoodies? There's A lot of hoodies out there. Yeah, hoodies don't bother me. I mean, none of it bothers me. I'm not offended or anything. No, like I know it,
4: it judges. It looks but, pretty casual, I think.
3: Yeah. Some of the guys have like a collar. The one guy who was wearing white, who I think was the leader, had like a collar shirt under the hoodie.
1: Whereas oh, Phil was still
3: in a t-shirt, I think, under the hoodie. Do you know what
4: Phil did, guy? The patented fat guy. You, you're lazy guy. I don't want to dress up, but I can still look nice. Nice pullover, but like a shirt like a Buck Mason on. So yeah. you just see that. And it, it's a classic like uh, you're going to the office move. They can't really tell. You zip it up. You just nice pair of pants. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. the guy looks good. Mm-hmm. Phil was unzipped. Was like, is Phil just wearing a black t-shirt from Buck Mason is what it looked like. I saw that. Uh, I thought that was a little is he It feels like he's a little lost. You know, there there's were we there's this viral video that goes around sometimes on Instagram of when Phil and Tiger were holding court for the first ever match when they were playing for ten million. And it was yeah. looking back, I mean it was pretty outrageous. There's two guys playing for ten million dollars and no one even cares. It's kinda of cool to see him going at and Phil just kinda of owned the press conference, just huge personality, he kind of felt like a Sean McVay or something. He just never shut up and tiger just kind of kept shaking his head the field that's now is like a n- neutered weird guy. It's, it's it'd be like if peyton manning all of a sudden just wouldn't talk it'd be like what's up i want to hear what's peyton he's a bullshitter you
3: know you, know? you sent me the clip of phil kind of snapping after the first round because somebody asked him about the champion's dinner and he said he's happier than he's ever been i don't like phil the truth will set you free just say I, this has been harder than I thought it would. I don't regret going to live like I'm, I'm we're trying to start something and I want to be a part of that and get extremely rich. And I hope in 10 years live and the PGA tour can coexist. But honestly, I didn't expect it to be this difficult to be this level of persona non grata. Now, part of it is it's not just that he went to live. It's some of the stuff that he said leading up to it. Um, and, you know, I think he's tried to take some of that stuff back but i think he would actually become a little it'd make him i i i feel kind of bad for him cuz he's miserable right now he looks miserable he used to this was his kingdom this was where he think about what was it a year and a half ago he was walking up the 18 at muscle I, shores I, or whatever the hell I, that <laughs>
4: yeah i bet that was 14 months ago i mean he was the king <laughs> He had One of the greatest great. moments in the history for, of the sport for a guy
3: like him who loves the attention, which is fine. Like he's great for golf. He loves any court. But he's good at it too. You know, exactly. It's the and it, it's it got to suck. And I just, if I were, I'd be like, Phil, just tell people. Yeah, this suck. I didn't think it would be like this and this sucks. And I hope it gets better. I think we could, I think everybody can win. I'm not giving up on live. I'm not saying that, but man, this has been harder than I thought it would be. I didn't expect to be a, an outcast.
4: Yeah, to me, I I actually think if you and I were running this PR, that mindset would be like, "Hey, Phil, you want to shift it? Self—I don't know—self pity, but don't don't say I'm not the victim, but but just kind of embrace of like, yeah. When I saw the picture the next day, obviously I didn't show up because I didn't want to be, uh, create a bunch of weirdness on a fantastic night. But seeing the picture with Jack freaking Nicholas." Tom Watson, guys I idolized growing up and wanted to be like and become and knowing that I should have been in that picture right this there with course. Tiger, my rival. I'm not I I I had to I knew I wasn't welcome there. Not being able to show up beyond sucks like everyone would be like, God, I kind of feel I think people would immediately start kind of feeling bad in the sense of like he made a decision. It's backfired. But now you almost feel sad for because we're all humans. That's, the thing with human beings is we can hate you a lot, but when something terrible happens, we can become com- pretty compassionate. And I think he's pretty good at like, but I feel like he's lost his confidence. Yeah. I feel he's lost his confidence, and he's terrified to say anything right now. And maybe because the Saudis like, you say the wrong thing, we'll fucking <laughs> take you out, Phil. <laughs> That's
3: the irony. Is he, part of it is he's in the spot because a quote of his that was like a total Phil off the cuff quote got out. I think without I, I, that quote, it wouldn't be quite as bad for him. Even though he still is viewed as the ringleader of Live. Although uh, yesterday, I had Golf Channel on. Wednesday, they were playing this like thirty-minute feature. It was like tips from the pros. Basically, it was like Annika Sorenstam. It was clearly old. Greg Norman was in it, giving putting tips to who's the guy? Rich Lerner. <laughs> I was like, did nobody scream this thing? They just putting this on.
4: I watch the uh, the head of the RNA, which is like the European, you know, I don't even know what it. Maybe it's the USGA kind of equivalent. He's also a board member on the official golf world rankings with the guy that runs the European Tour and Jay Monahan. <laughs> like so, and they were kind of asking him, like, could you ever see this transitioning for? Because he kind of came out and said, like, I'm not feeling this. I don't think it's good for golf. I agree with everyone else. And these reporters, there were a lot of like European journalists there that like, do you think you have, are you guys colluding together? Like, are all you guys working together to screw live? And he was like, well, I think we can independently come up with our own thoughts. And they all just happen to kind of be on the same page on this one. Mm. And then they're like, do you have a, uh, you know, the interest on this? You're part of, you you don't want to see them thrive because it's best for you. You're part of like the European tour and the OWGR. And he basically said like, yeah, we're not very worried. We we feel pretty good about our stance, kind of like, I think all these kind of guys are working together. I think Liv is in a little trouble, big picture, if they can't really if, – if they don't ever get the golf rank tour and they can make a bunch of money, off and not have the status, it's going to be a major problem for them. They need – like this week, if these guys, as of recording this on Thursday – if they get multiple guys in the mix to win it over the weekend and three guys in the top 10, that's a pretty big moment for them. Yeah. Right. But if in three years they have no guys in the open or no guy at the Masters next year at any moment can just say, you know what, you guys aren't allowed. Like they could do that at the drop of a hat. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that, but they could. And people always said, like, you know, keep an eye on them. They, they just, they're not into the drama. This year it happened fast. They, you know, it was just, it was a lot going on. You never know. And if Phil keeps being weird, like, do we really need Phil around? No. Tiger comes around, he hangs out, and he's good. I I agree. I believe he should be around, but you you just never know. I think the the key for Liv is they've got to find a
3: way, and it takes time, to make people feel like they're watching something that matters. Like, watching Steph Curry play basketball is a gift. But watching Steph Curry play basketball in the NBA Finals is gonna be way better than if you just happen to catch Steph at a pickup game and you're watching Steph play some pickup. Like, oh shit, I just I just saw Steph play open run at 24 fit 24 hour fitness. It's incredible. That is incredible, it's a great story, but 13 million people aren't gonna watch that. No. 18 are 18 total? Yeah. <laughs> or 18 million. <laughs> you you, uh, you can convince me the NBA split the Warriors into two teams that those two teams playing each other would get better ratings than the Warriors playing. Like, you got Durant with Steph against... Or, like, Durant... What would be the best matchup? You think Durant and Clay? No, Durant and Draymond against Clay and Steph? An NBA jam two-on-two? Yeah, if you just split... If you had to put
4: KD on one of them and split the Warriors into two teams. I think you just got to go splash bros and then he gets Draymond. Yeah. But, I mean, Kevin Durant's taking every shot for them. Right. (laughs) Right. And then he gets, like... (laughs) you know kaminga are oh, you doing five on five you're not going two on two
3: yeah, yeah i'm saying it like you, these are the cores of two teams that will become the two most watched teams in the nba and they're going to be the golden state warriors and the golden state warriors gold i think splash
4: bros by themselves can carry themselves yeah i think if you did draymond and KD, that'd be a lot going that be on great because <laughs> draymond never shuts up he'll yell at kevin kevin's got issues they would probably be the Kevin has prominent. his team, like he's the guy. Yeah, because Draymond can't shoot. He could 2012 Summer League, but not now. Did you see the highlights last night from Otani pitching? No. From Wednesday? No. The the Astros, he struck out 12. He, it, it just, I mean, his pitching year. I didn't realize this until I saw something on Twitter. Like his pitching year right now is like elite, like elite Garrett Cole type year, elite Clayton Curry. Like he is dominating on the mound. And you can say he's an, a, a high end, you know, all-star level hitter, definitely has the pop, but just as a pitcher, we, we know how much when you're one of the best pitchers in the league and young, I mean, he's not old, right? How old's is Otani? 26. Yes. What's, what's Otani worth just as a pitcher, every fifth day pitcher who throws a hundred nasty shit and can strike out the Astros who are one of the best teams in the league? Some a lot of people think they could beat the Yankees. He just fucking mowed them down. Especially if they got been mowed them down.
3: I mean, hey, they should let they should make him start the All Star game. He makes five million dollars. I know. It, well, his contract was ridiculous. Five million dollars. This is where somebody should step in. I don't. Who's? Do you know who's starting the All Star game for the American League? Uh
4: no. I saw Dave Roberts was saying that Clayton Kershaw should start cuz I was listening to like Mad Dog Radio and one NL. of their I hosts was I think Sandy
3: Alcantara or Tony Gonsolin is starting for the NL. I guess we haven't named him yet.
4: When's the All-Star break? Uh, August it's weekend. I mean, is, isn't the All-Star break usually right after the 4th of July? What yeah, are we it's waiting on
3: later this year? Oh, the All-Star Why? starters are set. Uh, maybe the COVID did they push stuff back, I don't know. Maybe they could. Oh, do they give extra days off in the schedule this year?
4: NBA style where you give them like the week
3: do we know the starting pitchers? I'm looking here. I got all-star game starters.
4: That's cool, though. Yeah.
3: yeah. Why, why would Otona? Uh, it's Judge Stanton and Trout in the outfield for the um, American League. A lot of power there. DH. So DH is Otani for the AL. I guess he would then come in and pitch. I'd have him. I I, I don't know who's going to start. I would make it him starting oh all bob Sakamano says all star game was late due to the lockout forgot about that the season did start <laughs>
4: i forgot about the lockout as well I, I wonder if his timing on his pitching like he's not even gonna be available that's why he's i wouldn't make
3: him available like it's insane to not but if he pitched yesterday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday
4: he should be able to pitch an inning on tuesday or wednesday whenever the game is If you don't start Otani and then immediately shift him to the lineup, you are doing the whole thing a disservice. I'd have him start physically off. Seriously. I agree. Yeah, I agree.
3: Games in LA, it's Dodger Stadium, right? So he would lead off the game as the hitter and then pitch the bottom of the first inning. That should be the plan. I agree. Won't be. Anything less is uncivilized. Manfred's on top of it. Yeah, he's got it. You know who's really good this year? I'm just looking at Cy Young tracker. Justin Verlander. Dominating. He's got a two ERA.
4: Isn't he 43 years old?
3: Uh Verlander is gotta be 40. 39. Just turned. See on. Spin rate. Oh, okay. Spider tech. Remember his spin rate, yeah, his spin rate jumped when he got to the Astros. Sort of uh, so did Garrett That's why Josh Donaldson's always talking shit. <clears throat> Josh Donaldson probably had uh who's the guy that was on the Astros and came to the A's and blew the blew the cover off of the trash can banging? Oh, Although that might have uh, been after not Paul
4: Glasgow. Guy. Uh no, but I think Donaldson was gone by then. I, I do have to. I got to take the L on this. I thought that Altuve was a complete fraud and a fake, but ever since yeah. that uh, they've taken the wire off him, he's continued to dominate. <laughs> he's still good. <laughs> Maybe he's just sweet. <laughs> Maybe you know he's just him and Yogi Berra, are the greatest tiny little guys baseball's ever seen. Yep. Because I, I thought for sure I'm like, oh, this guy's just gonna be hit three home runs and Tim be awful. Off- no, he just dominates. He's an all-star starter as well. I think. Um. I think the Astros have a couple. Is their catcher like dominant? The Astros have another Juve, player who's dominant. Kyle Tucker's a reserve. Jordan Alvarez a reserve. I think that's the guy who might win the MVP, but he couldn't start because Aaron Judge and Stanton are in his are in his spots and they get so many votes because of Yankee fans. So they like they didn't have a place to put him. I'm fine starting those two guys in the Elster game for the uh, in the interest of the game. Same. I agree. Who would you have to throw out first pitch, like McVay?
3: Uh, L.A., got you a lot of options. LeBron? Uh, no. Um,
4: <laughs> Leo?
3: <laughs> Leo and Brad Pitt? I mean, you know, Kofax maybe? Who really will? Mary Hart? Kirk Gibson? Gibson? That'd be a good one. Eckersley? Too close to home? <laughs> no. Vin? Scully? Scully?
4: If he could do it. He's still alive? Yep. He tweets. Piazza? I saw Piazza one time at uh, whatever the big mall is in Philly. We were just sitting down at the food court, and he was there. Like, it must have been like a six-, seven-year-old daughter. We just we were pretty close to each other. It was clearly him. How big? big fo- even not small. <laughs> yeah. Bigger than you think. Remember when he was in Marlin for 11 days? I remember reading about that in Sports Illustrated. Remember when those trades would happen and just the sweetest players our entire life would always get traded at the trade deadline? Feels like him getting traded twice in two weeks was one of the craziest of our of our childhoods. Like, big player trades. Well, he, That would never happen now. The Dodgers would just pay him, right? Wouldn't that be the thing? Yeah, but wasn't part of the story like they didn't really want him anymore? Wasn't that part of the
3: deal? Was he douchey? You know, maybe... Where do you go after the Marlins, the Mets? Yeah, they trade him to the Mets and he hit, you know, hit the home
4: run of the first game after 9 11. Oh, yeah. They helped to the Mets go to the World Series, right? The Mets go to the World Series? Yeah. Was there a Mets, Yankees, World Series?
3: There was a Subway Series. Oh, 01, oh, 02, oh, three, somewhere in there. I wouldn't mind that again. Remember, uh, Roger Clemens threw the broken bat at him and said he thought it was the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. And the bat was
4: splintered. Like, oh, like, it could have like people It could it could have gone into his arteries. And everyone was like, "Evidence of roid rage." <laughs> Roger's clearly on steroids. There were some moments with the Reuters that one, oh. the A Rod swinging at the mitt one. Oh, that remember was, that? I remember someone photoshopped a purse on A Rod. Uh, Pedro tossing Zimmerman. Was that his name? Zimmer? Who was Don the Zimmer. Don, Don Zimmer? Him tossed in Zimmer.
3: Pedro's, Pedro claims someone like touched him. He didn't know who was who. And Zimmer like loses his balance.
4: I just remember the little man.
3: Well, one, you know what I, I watched today was Bonds, got, Bonds versus Gagne. Where Bonds I'll take him deep? Crushes a foul ball. Gagne just keeps throwing heaters. And Bonds then takes him out the center field.
4: How much juice was combined in those two guys' bodies? I mean, maximum <laughs> allowable amount. Not allowable, maximum, as much as your body could take. Whatever the CCs. <laughs> he was throwing
3: 100. Bonds was just turning around. Bonds turned on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, hit it foul
4: into the water. What year is this? I don't know. Was this a game or an all-star game? Game. Game, game. Kind of remember that. Was this like early 2000s or like when Barry was a little old? No, this was... Well, I mean, this was like...
3: Oh, 70, 5 maybe? 70 plus home run, Barry. Like 02, right. maybe? No,
4: I think a little late. Uh, oh, 03. Narraganya from Canada. Oh, 04. Yeah. Oh, 04. I hated that
3: guy. I mean, I'm watching this going like cheaters, but goddamn, this was cool. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. Who cares? Let him bring the juice back. Oh, All right.
3: Okay. Good day. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Anything else we need to say to people? Oh, go check out indeed.com slash ham.
4: Get yourself a hire. Indeed.com slash ham. Go do it. Appreciate them.
2: All right. Thanks for hanging everybody. Later.